We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Hack It Out Golf Podcast. Myself, Mark Crossell, Lou Stagner, and uh, Greg Chalmers. We are talking pretty swings, golf swings. This is all functional golf swings. I kind of feel like we all know where we are or should be nowadays, but let's talk this one out because I think it's an easy trap to fall into. Lou and Greg, welcome back. Um, functional swing or pretty swing? Lou, I reckon you've only got a pretty swing, haven't you? <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, I think I either someday. Straight into it. Straight into it with a shot at Lou and about his Because yeah. what I love about that is it sounds like it's a compliment, but it's totally not. Pretty or functional. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's like not the, for the, for yeah. the, the start, Lou was thinking, oh, yeah, pretty swing. Hang on. What's he saying? There? No, I, I think that... Um, um, no, my swing has never been pretty. Um, my swing has, based on what my swing looks like, it's pretty functional. Like I've I've had instructors tell me in the past, like I can't believe, like if I were to stop it right here, I'm gonna think you're like a 35 index. Yeah. Like you just learned how to play the other day. Like you def- defy some laws of physics yeah. <laughs> as you reroute coming down, and I'm not sure how you do that, but you do it very effectively. Um, so my swing has been pretty functional to overcome all the other craziness that it does. That's what great athletes do. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really you good point. It. It's a really good point. I mean, I've said that to so many students, you stop them in a position or you measure something and you think like, if I put myself there, I'm not in it. The fact that you can hit it from there is impressive. Great example of that. And Chapman Maestro is not on social anymore, but lots of people listening might remember that name. I don't know if you guys ever... <laughs> Um, knew Joe Mayo, who's a great golf coach in in Vegas. Sure. Um, he did a talk once that I was talking at, really interesting talk, where he put Mickelson up on the screen and said, basically, he's the most talented golf athlete there is on the planet. Meaning, because he stands his club shaft up on the way down quite a lot, he has a lot of wrist extension as he pulls down, uh, Phil does. Um, he's saying, basically, to play at the level he plays at, you ain't going to find many world-class players who can hit that position and be world-class, which he does, which was an interesting discussion. He was basically saying that the, that he, the fact that Phil can get there and be as good as he is shows you not how wild he is, which people often know him for, is actually how amazing he is yeah. as an athlete. And I thought it was a really did, clever way of looking at it. Did Joe use me as example number two? Well, <laughs> it's he like did. You're in the top three. He, he brought <laughs> you yeah, up in the three. next slide, but the trouble is everyone walked out then because they thought, what's <laughs> yeah, this joker on about now? This swing's ridiculous. Exactly. Greg, are you pretty? I know you're functional. You've Very proved, pretty. You've proved yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. But is your swing pretty? Or I mean, you do have the disadvantage, and I don't mean this to be rude, but it's an interesting sport. You, as a left-hander, looking at swings as a left as a right-hander, and as the general public look at swings, left-hander swings, it's 
it, it, like it's hard for our brains. Something like when I teach, when I was teaching full time, when I get left handers, I would flip them right handed on my software to yeah. get the look, and then just flip them back and talk in their left and right or their left handed language. Um, what is your swing? It, it's pretty, and we know it's functional because you've proven that you don't. That, but is it? Are you happy with how it looks? Not that that means yeah, anything. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. But yes, there was a period in my career where I was trying to be you know, pretty or better looking golf swing is the right, the right way to put it. Yeah. Um, and, and I actually hit the ball worse. And then I just, I've just in the last 15 years, I could care less. They give me Jim Furyk all day, basically. I mean, um, I don't care what it looks like as long as I get in the hole quickly and easily. Um, but it's a, it's, it's not a terrible thing to look at. I don't think I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to send it out to the masses and see what people tell me here. And that I would might be a be good wrong. tweet, actually. It would be an interesting tweet. I've seen. <laughs> Is this swing. a pretty swing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do, do I'm we... looking at it right now. There's. A, I went on YouTube real quick, and there's a, there's a YouTube channel, uh, and it has just slow motion swings of every tour player you could find. And this is you from it looks like eight years ago in the Honda Classic. Yeah. And um, your swing. Four million hits. Hundred million it, hits. How many hits has it got? It's probably. Uh, it's got seven thousand. Um, That's and... all my mum. I reckon it's all mum clicking on that. It probably <laughs> is. What we've got. But, it is. Yeah, I, I've just uh, seen it as well. I've seen it before, but it's pretty, isn't it? I mean, you put that oh, in the yeah, right I hander, mean, it would look. I would. I would <laughs> it would look good. It would look normal, <laughs> wouldn't would, it? I would kill for that swing. It is you a put very, that on a, a right hander. It's a beautiful swing. Great there posture, like it's proper textbook setup stuff, isn't it? What about the sunglasses he's got on? Those are nice. And that's that's yeah, some old school trousers anymore. as well. What year was that? 2014. That's when I got the cufflink trousers. That's when trousers used to be like tents. They were pretty baggy. They're four, baggy. Pleats. Yeah. four or three pleats. They Very were. baggy. <laughs> White belt, <Yeah>. the works. <laughs> <laughs> hitting I'm your little draw because you. you hit a pretty functional draw don't you look like you're aiming up the yeah. left quite nice i don't know where the wind's yeah. going on here but you're aiming up the left um, yeah definitely so yeah you're have you ever fallen into the trap uh the trap of trying to change something just on the way it looks greg absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> i did that um in the late 90s i was playing really nice golf really doing it based on uh just feel based stuff that my coach worked with and i fell in love with um, and Australians tend to do this too. They really are fascinated with swinging the club really that looks good. Yeah. Um, and I definitely changed coaches based on that and went down a, a hole, a rabbit hole for about eight years there where honestly, you know, the first few years was okay, but at the last few it wasn't, wasn't great. Um, and it was all born out of swinging the, into these positions when reality was I was already moving in some pretty good spots. It was clear and evident. Yeah. that I could move the club how, how we needed to. And I probably needed a more subtle approach if I was going to change much than, than trying to build something that was uh, just look good. Uh, yeah, so, so it was a bit of a regret of mine, to be honest, looking back. But uh, um, it's certainly a trap that you can fall into and it's not what you want for your game of golf. This, I mean, I played professional golf for 27 years and I've seen all kinds of different swings. Um, and ultimately, it's how you deliver that club. Yeah. And, uh, and you can do it from... Uh, particularly the better athlete, you, know, you can do it from some pretty wild positions in static. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they look like they look funky, but um, it's it's how you get it back in there and get get back down to the ball. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a bit of a sign of the times, Greg. I mean, I we were from an era where looks it was it was we we're from the video coaching era. I was a coach 
so Remember many... Faldo? Yeah, all, exactly. Everyone wanted to be Faldo. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful, right? Exactly. Um, it was almost a shame that it was Faldo who had the um, who ran with the with the flame because if it was actually Sandy Lyle, which it looked like it was going to be for a while. If you remember Sandy Lyle swinging, mm. uh, Luke, can you remember Sandy Lyle swing? I mean, it was very, sure. went back really quick, then up really high finish, very um, disjointed in its tempo. It was like, almost like, you know, robotronic kind Hard of stuff. Hard to swing in suspenders. Hard, yeah, he always plays in suspenders. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. when he plays the Masters. <laughs> you call them something else over in the UK, don't you? you Britches, do we call them, or is that what you Britches, call them? The thing, you know, the, the things that, you know, the, the suspenders. Yeah, we would call them. Yeah, over your What do you call those Braces, over there? braces. You call them braces, I think okay. so, yeah. I think we'd call them braces. Mark's but... got a closet full of them, I Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got some on under this shirt. I just don't show them. <laughs> we don't believe in belts in the UK, Lou. Um, yeah, but as in, nice. I think I like if, if, if Sandy would have been the one that did what, because they were at the same time, I wonder if it would have been different. And it would have been interesting yeah. if Sandy would have at the era, because the problem we had in those eras is we didn't have measuring devices. We had video. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So if you've got video, mm -hmm. what are you going to work on? You're going to work on two-dimensional images of of, of um, looking at your database of images, which you're going to see pretty after pretty, and the ones that aren't pretty, you're going to just kind of write them off as outliers. Um, now in the measuring era, you're just going to look at ball speeds, you're going to look at start directions, you're going to look at spin rates, and the rest of it is just whatever. Um, but it is still interesting to see so many golfers fall foul to functional or pretty, isn't it? I mean, I've got an idea I can give to the listeners. Um, I wonder if you guys have got any ideas. If you've got a student or a mate, you know, who gets down the rabbit hole of just trying to change something um, because of the way it looks. The main question I used to constantly ask my students and still do now is why. I would just constantly use that word in lessons over and over again. When I make this backswing, they would say, and if you stop the video there, they would say, um, should I get that there rather than there? So whatever there is, you can have that. It, mm. it could be a million things for the listener, you know, across the line at the top, laid off at the top, whipped inside on the takeaway, outside on the takeaway, wherever. I would say, why? But, you know, what? Why do you need to do that? Because right. I've measured you. Your club path is X. That's what we've got to change because that's where the curvature is coming from. It's not lining up with your face. Um, if we change that, what will it do? And they would never be able to answer. So it was always, that's the big question. If you're making a swing change, uh, if you're not asking why, what's this doing, then really you are falling into the trap of just trying to look a certain way. Lou, as someone mm. with the ability to make swing changes at home, you've got a launch monitor in your house, you've got a um, net. I know you work with a coach now. You had periods of time where you didn't work with a coach and you still practiced at home, I'm sure. Yeah. Did you make changes and sometimes think to yourself, why am I doing this? Or was there always a very definite agenda of a delivery number that you were trying to move? Mm, you know, I fell into this trap 
teaching my myself through <laughs> video uh, oh. many many years ago. Yeah, and so through the you know very late '90s and early 2000s, um, around around near scratch, um, and could get the ball down pretty decently. Could still have some really ugly rounds, but played okay. And I never, I never really took a lesson. A couple of teachers here and there, but I never. I just kind of hit a ton of balls and and figured out how to put the face on the ball. And then the mid-ish two thousands, like I, I really kind of saw my swing for the first time. And I think I've told this before, and it was shocking. I was like, what? <laughs> what was the that? hell is that <laughs> like i had in my mind that it, it was syrupy it was like adam yeah. scott it was just on fred couple and it was a train wreck it was an Rick. absolute train wreck <laughs> and i started to try to change how it looked right um and 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 it became it was a it was a horrible thing to do because i went from just playing golf and not really caring what it looked like. All I cared about was could I hit the ball in the center of the face and kind of make the ball go where I wanted to, um, to caring how it looked. And I started to make and try to make all these changes. And it became, I became an absolute mess on the golf course. Um, and, and then, you know, a few years later, my daughter was born and I didn't play that much anymore. And, when I kind of came back to the game as she got a little bit older, I was in a bad spot. I was in a very bad spot physically, mentally. <laughs> like I considered going back and trying to figure out how to play left-handed again. Like, <laughs> is there another story? Come on I over, Luke. Pick up? Come on over. It's fun on the dark side. The left-handers. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. So uh, it was. Uh, it was. It was an ugly time period that lasted for a long time, and it was all because. I simply tried to change what it looked like. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting, the last thing I'll say is for the last year, um, I have not been focused on what it looked like at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah. And Mark, you've seen some before and afters. Yeah. I've made some massive changes to what it looks like. You have, yeah. Um, by And I've never worked on what it looked like. So yeah. um, it was uh, it was a... Uh, a Pretty interesting transformation. It's not like those weight loss photos where you just change camera angle, though. You yeah. actually change camera angle, put some spray tan on. <laughs> it's a different look. Suck my stomach in. Look at that. He's a tour player that. now. He's awesome. It's definitely, um, I mean, playing golf swing is a problem that I still see is out there. It's it's definitely something people do. People like yeah. to play golf swing. I make golf swing related videos. And some of the comments I get, I think, oh, that's like, that wasn't the point of that video. I better make another one because they're talking about supination, pronations and the rest of it. And I just think, oh, you're definitely sound like you're stuck in a little bit of a, uh, a swing black hole. Um, what was interesting when I used to teach and play a little is uh, with all the measuring devices in the world, from video to 3D motion capture to a launch monitor, two launch monitors, um, is if I had tournaments coming, I wanted to get away from the tech as much as possible in my practice sessions. I wanted my right. practice sessions to reflect playing. I didn't want to be going into those tournaments loaded with 
just, you know, fought after swing, fought after swing, fought after swing, fought. Now, there was occasions where I had to because, you know, it wasn't working. So I needed something to work on to make the ball function. And that's when I would measure. But I remember students used to say, God, if I had all these measuring devices, I'd be on them all day. And I remember saying to them, well, what you start doing is you start getting off them because even with the measuring devices, you can just start trying to find certain numbers that work on a mat and indoors. And then you get out on a golf course and you realise, well, I've not, I've had one opportunity to hit that number today because there was one fairway where I could literally jump on it like I've been practising in the studio, for one example. Um, and the other 12 tee shots, I was literally having to run at a functional rate where I accuracy became the bigger goal. Um, so it, it's definitely... You, you can you can over measure at the same time, which is almost the same problem as trying to look pretty. Does that make right. sense? You yeah, know, yeah. Even with measuring devices, you can still slightly overcook yourself in the brain and then you get out on a golf course and you just think, well, I'm just not using any of those thoughts that I've just yeah. used inside. Yeah, you see those people you play with, Mark and Lou, that you, and you know, I've played with a ton of amateurs, that you, they're so trapped in their own brain. You can almost hear them thinking. Yeah. You know, they're standing over the ball. You see them look down, check their grip. They're checking all these points. And it's like there's no looking at the target and connection to the target at all. Yeah. Like where are we trying to hit this ball? And unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that you do in technique changes or making the swing more functional or more pretty, whatever it is, the goal then is to forget about it and go play the game. Yeah. You know, that's the goal. Is That's the point of doing it all. Uh, but, yeah, there's definitely got to be a give-over at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lou, gotta, go on, Greg. Uh, Lou, sorry. I got I to gotta jump in one here, one thing here about Greg. So we talked talking about Greg's swing. and um, Have you found so a fault? I, well, no. <laughs> I, I, so if you Google Greg Chalmers golf swing, yeah. the very first link that comes up, it, it's, a, uh, it's a Golf Digest article and it says, watch this tour pro damage his garage door with swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, my indoor swing. Yeah, I think I showed you guys that one when I when I I uh, swung the brand new driver. I was the t- it was a ping driver four thirty, and my first swing with it, I broke the garage door opener up above me. It was awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's here. It's it's on video for the world to see. You actually uh, search you that. Yeah, out. yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So. And then then people keep telling me like I said, oh, it cost me a thousand dollars to fix it. And they said, oh, if you had half a brain, you could have fixed it for 20 bucks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I don't have half a brain. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have that gene. You don't have half a brain, but you do have that money because you're a tall pro who wins money. So I'll do that way. <laughs> I'll just keep the economy going. You know? Go do my bit. Absolutely. Um, Lou, obviously you're a very thoughtful guy with your swing and stats yeah. and the rest of it. How free flow are you when you get out there? Oh, like the wind. Baby. No, come on. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what we need to do, what, what we need to do one week is we need to have Lou on. I've said this more silence, but one of his buddies on that he plays with, so <laughs> yeah. we can oh, actually no, no, hear no, no, the no. truth. Yes, about this is what uh, it's truly like. I, I am. Um, I am. A lot of people think that I'm just out there, you know, vomiting stats at people, and nothing could be further from the truth. When I get out on the golf course, I'm I'm playing golf. I'm not playing golf swing. Yeah, uh, and I'm not playing you know stat hole either. I'm I'm playing golf, and I'm trying to do all the things I can do to to be as effective as I can. And you know, getting lost in thoughts of uh, position and getting lost in, in in the you know the minutia of the stats while I'm out there is 
I'm not going to play well if I do that. So I, I try to avoid all of that as much as I can. And my worst rounds are when I get stuck thinking about a position. Yeah. When I get, you know, so for whatever reason, something's a little off in the swing that day, that week, that month, whatever it happens to be. And I start to focus on that and that becomes a big problem. Yeah, I think that's common. Um, and that's when I'm playing, yeah. playing really poorly. So, yeah, yeah I, I do my best to avoid all of those thoughts. And um, Greg and Lou, this question, I see it still with students. What percentage of students would you say that come to you? Because I know you do. I know you don't work with swing with the people you work with, Lou, but you still have conversations that probably relate back to that. Um, I would still say it's a high percentage of students that I still see that are wanting it to look a certain way. They want it to be prettier where I'm 100 percent just trying to get them to function. So I still have battles like battles that they don't even realize I'm having to try and persuade them to think differently. Um, Is that fair? Would you see that, Greg, with your students? There's still enough people who all just... I don't like the way this looks. Can we change it? Kind of ideas, or are they? Literally yeah, I just would say too. Based? Yeah, to your point there, Mark. I, I would say early on, and I don't love coaching full swing at all. But when yeah. I do do it, and I try and help people out, I was probably very guilty of position based advice. Yeah, and I mm. do not do that anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I very much look at well, what ball flight are we hitting, and here's probably why you're doing that, and more down what loose coach has kind of guided him through where we're not really we're changing your movement based on what we're trying to create rather with the ball yeah. rather than just changing a movement for the sake of it yeah um, and then seeing what happens so I try to get down more that avenue a little bit as a coach and keep it as simple as possible um, that'd be that'd be kind of the world if I wanted to be a full-time swing coach I'd rather be doing it that way yeah yeah, absolutely. And uh, Lou, do you still see with people you work with a desire for things to look a certain way or you don't work with the people you work with in that kind of forum, so you don't know? Um, I don't really work with them in that capacity, but yeah. I can tell you I have friends that are 100% yeah. like that. You know, I have a friend of mine, former D1 player, and, you know, he's, he hardly plays anymore and, and he's you know, he, he tees it up 12 times a year and he's still, you know, plus two plus one, plus two. He can go out there and shoot a great number in his sleep. Um, he's such a good player, and he's he does nothing but constantly think about swing positions and what yeah. needs to be different. And he's just down that he's down that rabbit hole. And and I I often wonder um, for somebody like him if if that hurts or helps him. I think it hurts him. But he's so good; it's hard to it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I have to imagine there's some of your colleagues, Greg, on the PGA Tour that are stuck in positions, and they there's just have else, yeah. an incredible amount of talent. That you know, a, a ten handicap is going to struggle to pull that off. But they're one of the most talented golfers in the world, and they can pull it off. So, I think for most people, it's a bad idea. But some people figure out a way to to manage that. Yeah, I mean, I would say yes. There's definitely. Go on, sorry, sorry, Mark. I was just going to say there's definitely um, some pros you see. You can just see them um, really working hard on hitting positions. Yeah. Uh, but typically, pros won't. Typically, they won't do that for an extended period of time if they don't see the proof in the ball flight. You know, they don't see that that makes them hit the ball better. Um, I'd like to think they'd sort of go, "Well, that ain't working." Um, but, yeah, there's definitely uh, – but then there's a lot of guys like – one guy that comes to mind is like a Bill Haas. Like 
Bill, what are you working on? Ah, just trying to find a feel. Yeah. You know, like just just slapping away and turns out he's, he moves the club pretty nice and and mm. some weeks he putts well and he wins. You know, like it's, I like that. I'm moving more as I get older, more towards that way of thinking than trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel and, and uh, hit a position that looks pretty. Um, one thing I want to ask you guys, do you have a golfer that you see that you think, and I think most of us have this, you see someone you're like, oh, I have to watch this shot. This guy's such a beautiful swing. You know, like there's so many pros that I watch and I'm like, eh. but then there's some I'm like, oh, I got to watch. Like Adam Scott for me, I've got to watch oh. that guy hit it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Adam's swing looks nice. Uh, I, I've never felt that way with looking at swings personally. What? No. Yeah, <laughs> just. I haven't. Are you I, kidding me? No, I, I don't think I want to look at this swing because of the swing. I, I would want to, I, I've always wanted to look at all swings as in, the more I understand each swing, I feel like the better I can be as a coach. So it wasn't that I just wanted to see coach it. mode. He's, I mean, he I, slips into coach mode. Yeah, well, I just that's because that's how I function in this game. Really, it's not you know, it's a I, I where I come from for the game is different for Lou. Lou's coming from an absolute you know lover of golf. I love golf, but it's my job. It's, I'm doing it for a a purpose <laughs> yeah. now more. So I'm coming at it always from that way. Um, I was lucky enough to stand with. Uh, I'm sure you have loads and play with him, Greg, but I was with Adam, who you mentioned. Um, and yeah, his swing d did look fantastic, but like Cabrera Bello was right next to him hitting and his swing looked fantastic. Um, right. And then Poulter turned up and his swing looked flailing, but the results were fantastic. So I got, I get the enjoyment right. from all of that variation. Right. You can appreciate the variety and the, yeah. Yeah, the different ways like, people get it done. What a result. Yeah. That looks great. I mean, I think this sounds really silly, but the thing that stands out with Adam, and I think this is where um, it, 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 this really translates in golf, and I think it's deceptive. Adam Scott is a fantastically good-looking guy. I don't know what it is with the Australians, Greg. You're all fantastically We're all good looking. good looking. <laughs> but, like, He's well built. He's a good size, yeah. and he's a very yeah, good looking nice. guy. So it then translates <laughs> through his swing. I always used to say to people, I I was a I was quite good at being able to read people's pace of golf swing. Let's call it tempo, and I hate that word, but we're going to call it tempo. By the way, they even walked into my studio. The guys who were two minutes late, knocking things over, running in, they would grip it tight and they would swing like through the roof, throughout their boots, smashing everything. Guy who's half an hour early or woman who's half an hour early, breezing, really relaxed, not nervous at the start, puts their key and wallet down in a place, you know, they're not going to forget it. Like the guy or girl who comes yeah. busting in and they're late and they like just chuck their, and I just think, well, that you're going to forget that's there. And they, they leave, yeah. and I've forgotten it's there because it's not mine. And then 10 minutes later, they're knocking on the door going, is my wallet in here? And I just think yeah. basically everything you do in life is kind of reflecting through in your golf. Like I'm seeing it in your action. Because a, yeah. a great example of that, I think, was Ernie. Ernie House is a great example. You meet Ernie, he's huge. He is so slow and kind of, you know, loose and cool with the way he moves and relaxed and you know we all know what ernie house golf swing appears like and people say how does he hit it that fast swinging it that slow Ernie doesn't swing slow he, 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 he don't create club head you don't create ball speed with slow club head speed he's swinging really fast it's just yeah. he oozes this like essence of relaxedness and i think as humans we read even before 
the swings were gone. We're reading in the pre-shot. We're reading in them arriving. We're reading like all our preconceptions are there. Um, so I like looking at that more than just seeing a, a, like a pretty swing and thinking, oh, I really want to look at that swing. Uh, I got Lou, a laundry Lou. list of beautiful Yeah, swings. I was going to say, go on, Lou, who's your on. pretty swing and why is it Tiger? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> He's so, just going to say Tiger Woods ten times, isn't he? Tiger. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, um, so Tiger Woods. So some of my some of my favorite swings of all time. Great um, Elkington. El, uh, Elk is up there for sure. Yes. Elkington had a so phenomenal, good. beautiful swing. Um, Ernie, definitely. Freddie. I just could watch Freddie swing all day. Absolutely loved his swing. Adam Scott, obviously. Uh, Payne Stewart. I loved watching Payne Stewart's swing. I uh, just just loved yep. the way he moved. And uh, recently, um, uh, they just had the you know the PNC and uh, Annika was on. So first time I've seen Annika play in a bit, and I was reminded how much I like her swing and like watching her play. Very. You know, keep lifting your head up like that. And you'll you'll never win anything, right? Um, right. Yeah, it's a very so stood I up loved, follow through, isn't it? Anna? Yeah, and then, uh, but I, I always loved watching it. And then um, uh, Tiger obviously is the is probably the prettiest swing of all time. Can we get Ooh. through a pod without Ooh, no. Lou mentioning <laughs> ropes or Tiger? Like we need yeah. to start having like a charity pot, don't we? Like a swear, like a swear jar. <laughs> Lou swear jar is ropes and tiger. Ropes and tiger. <laughs> Every time he says it, he has to donate hundred dollars to a charity of our choice. What if Tiger asked me to build oh, him one of my rope based training? That aids? would be oh, a dream, probably wouldn't will. it? He you, probably listens every yeah. week. He probably does. I, I think he does. <laughs> Hey, hi, Tiger. <laughs> it's me. He's, you know what he's probably doing? Number he's one probably, fan. Yeah, he's probably sitting in his office and like, who's the guy that keeps buying all my Tiger sheets and blankets? Yeah. <laughs> Why's he got a hundred of them? He bought me a new plane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in swing-wise, Freddie, I never saw Freddie hit shots live. I think I saw him at the open, but from a distance and I couldn't I saved Freddie's life. close. I saved his life. In the 1994, 93 or 94 Canadian Open at Glen Abbey. Right. Um, it had started to rain. It was uh it, it was a was it a I think it was a practice round. Um, it had started to rain and it was drizzling, and I forget what hole it was, but it was a kind of a uh a steep climb in wet grass to get up to the tee box. And I was right on the rope line, kind of three quarters of the way up the hill. And Hetty and Freddie was walking right near the rope line, and he started to slip. And when you slip, you just you just reach. And I reached, and I kind of grabbed onto him, and I oh. held him up. And, and oh, you he didn't like, slip at all. Like, did you yeah. get? Did you get asked to leave after that, Lou? I didn't just reach out. <laughs> but but Freddie, I prevented Freddie. Um, from falling. Did you, was well, it like I, a did, scene from the Titanic? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, we were on the front of the ship, and I was holding him, and he was he had his arms outstretched. It's <laughs> exactly what do you it reckon, was. Do you, we need to try and get Freddie on because I reckon he tells that story as well. I was walking along. I, I, said, I was walking along in Canada he, somewhere. Yeah, he doesn't remember it. There was this. I slipped and my life came right flash before me and this hand came out. And it was, was this, holding a calculator it was in his this, hand. And I could feel it was firm and he had it was a calculator in his hand and he pulled me up to safety. 
Yes, I saved and then, Freddie's life. And then he said, the guy said, you're not Tiger and let me go. And I fell over again. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, exactly. I like that. That feels like a little bit of Hollywood in that um, story, Lou, with the save lifeness of it. But basically, you spent him getting I dirty trousers. Is kind I of honestly don't think it's an exaggeration. I think it's. I think that's pretty much what happened and yeah. how it happened. Yeah, uh, he'd be nothing. That's with how it. I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's how you tell it every Christmas for the last. You know what? You know what's the worst part about this is. God. And, and I and it I wasn't I'm, Tiger. I'm, is that the word? I'm part? pretty sure this. I'm pretty sure it probably had something to do with me. Something I didn't realize, but I didn't get a glove or anything. You think you would have autographed <laughs> a glove or a ball or something? He was too shook I up. I just saved your life, dude. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. How about a glove? Yeah. How about a little love? Yeah. Nothing. So no. he, Fred, all, he, all he said was, "Can ball. you take your hands off me? <laughs> <laughs> you can let go now." Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. first word. His first I'm word stood was up now. Let go. His, his first word was uh, security. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, there you go. Um, for me, the big thing for anyone looking at changing their swing, and I've written it in big words here because I wanted to end on this: is why, whenever you are changing your golf swing, if it's doing it with your mate, doing it on yourself, doing it with a pro, and I'd advise to do it obviously with some professional help. The big question you should be asking always is why. If you're not asking that question, then you want to be asking, really, what are you doing? Um, it was always a question I asked my coach. And, and students say it to me now. They all say, I want you to try this. And, and when they say why, I'll tell them, you know, because I think it might go a little bit higher. And then they'll say things like, oh, so you, you, that'll work. Will it, that'll make me better. And I say, well, I don't know. Until you do it, we, we don't know. That's why we've got to try. We can find out the whys together. Um, it's it, With the measuring devices that are out there now, you really can. You don't have to be working on pretty swing movements anymore. We don't all need to look like you, Lou, do we, in the swing world? We can have our own quirky, functional movements, can't we? You can. You can, you can. I like that. It's a good approach. All, all I'm taking away from this pot is I'm officially as good looking as Adam Scott. It's just exactly, <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Mark. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I had to put that in there. And that Lou, <laughs> we, I'm so glad that we can still enjoy Freddie Couples golf. Is he still play seniors tour? I think he does because of Lou's dad. That's the only reason why. It's the only reason he's still there. <laughs> So we got to get him on, don't we? Because he ain't going to remember that at all. Losing. No, he's not going to remember that at all. <laughs> even though he's going to be life... angry that we even brought it up. Yeah. Even though it was a life-saving moment. Yeah. I like that. There we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, pretty swings, functional swings. I think lots of you realise now that functional swings are going to be the way forward. Just try not to fall into that rabbit hole. And again, reiterate, if you are making a change, the question you need to be asking yourself is, why am I doing this? What will it achieve? Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye, Tiger. Call me. <laughs> <laughs>